This episode is brought to you by our friends at Milwaukee Tools. Outdoor power equipment gives you the power to clear, cut, and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Rick's. Rick's is an Australian lifestyle brand founded with a mission to transform the eyewear industry by creating carefully crafted eyewear that inspires confidence. Everybody should be able to enjoy a touch of luxury and the confidence it brings. See the world differently today. Head online now at rickseyewear.com.au and check it out. Righto, let's get into the show. Mate, it's great to be back in the rolling media, man. He's a big brown dog. <laughs> I thought there's only, mate. there's only one way to start the season off, which is with the great man. We've both, we both have a, well, I've had a big stint. You're obviously over for two weeks, I reckon, or a week. Um, Las Vegas into Mexico, into the rest of it. Our great mate, JK's wedding. We're going to touch on that soon. A few of the boys will be listening. They want the votes. <laughs> they want uh, you to just recap the trip. But mate, where you been? You've. You're looking fresh. Yeah, it's been a good start to the year. Um, obviously that trip, but I've I've just got back from um Tassie. I do you know the, the summer of racing down there. So um Hobart Cup, which was a cracker a couple of weeks ago, and and Launceston Cup yesterday. So um always good fun, mate, to to have a, a punt and a good time down there. I didn't see yesterday's races, but did you get a collect? Nah, I, I probably went into the marquee a little bit um a, a big headed because <laughs> in Hobart I gave eight tips to the to the marquee and seven of them won. And it was a huge day, right? Seven of eight. And so I walked into Launceston, you know, there was a bit of pressure on me and uh, to to repeat the dose of what I dished up at Hobart and I went I went zero from nine. Oh and mate, by the end of it, the crowd's booing me, <laughs> abusing me, and they'd all done their money cold. So yeah, I apologize to everyone uh, that was down there yesterday. That is a, that's oh, that's the way it always is. Was it a tough day though where Ruffy's yep. getting up? Yeah, left, right and center. And um mate, everything was just not going my way. So yeah. you have those days, you bounce back. Right. Back on the horse That's tomorrow, it. no pun intended, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Back on How the are you travelling all right? Going well, mate. Going well. No, nah, it's good to see you. I've um yeah, just been planning out this year and excited to get back in the in the in the, on the podcast and back in Melbourne. Big trip away, planning obviously what we're doing. Um, but yeah, mate, excited. Just You're dominating. Just trying yeah. to uh, get back into the gym. I just started getting, oh, yeah? just trying yeah. to get fit. Went for my first run. I've nicked my calf. That's for really. Time. Yeah, I was in. I was in. Um, I was in Newport, and I was. I just thought I was on my own. I thought like, I'm just going to start running as hard as I can. Yeah, you know, you just stupid. get this thing in your idea. Like I'll just do 10k. No, I don't I get that. Doing, I, <laughs> don't you lie? You've done some. We're going to talk about some extreme stuff this man's done in his life. Um, I'm like, I want 10k today, and. Uh, so I got it, but then obviously I pulled up a little bit sore and two days later I'm like, that was the, because on Newport there, it's the best run in the yeah. world, I think. And uh, yeah, two days later, I ran about seven, dr- straight on the flight. So I landed, bit of golf on the Friday, helped Dommy Tyson out with his Clutch & Co uh, right. golf day there at um, Victory in Business. And then I didn't run till Tuesday, big weekend as well. I thought I need to sweat all this out, bang, warm ping. up, ping. Little, oh, just, a little, too. just a little nick, haven't done one since footy. So oh, really? Fuck. But anyway, so back in the gym trying to put on some weight. Mate, no one believes me. I love that you had the, you had this in the car strapped in like it was someone sitting in the front yeah. seat. This is your bread and butter. Mate, it's my favourite, the, uh, the Malibu. And um, I, I get a lot of criticism for it because everyone thinks it's something you drink when you're, you know, 17, 18 years of age. 
but I still drink it now at 40. A um, little bit of uh, ice and some <laughs> and some pineapple juice, mate, all day, all day. I, I, I took it duty-free over to Vegas, and I just pour myself on when I got home. I know, man. I told everyone, I said, they're like, what's Brown Dog like? And I, I've already said that to you. I said, mate, what? Because we hadn't really ever met. Nah. Like, I know we'd, we'd sort of played against each other, and I, I you know. Yeah, met, but I like, hadn't had a good had a chat. Good session and, together. And we know? had a real good stint. Yeah, it was good. And I was like, mate, you are everything that I didn't think. You know, <laughs> like you get the, as you'd know, everyone would see the footy side, like a big cuddly bear, <laughs> the nicest guy, like drinking Malibus and lemonade and, you know, like. They ran out of, you literally at one point said, I've drank these out of Malibu. Oh, yeah, they ran out of Malibu, that bar. That, yeah. What was it called? Doghouse. 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 Ran out of Malibu, and I reckon I had a big part of that. Oh, well, I loved it because I rocked up. I, uh, I reckon I hit Vegas about 20%. I had a big party down here. We were together, actually. Yeah, New that's right. New Year's Day. Yep. Um, and I was pretty hungover from that. Yeah, Captain Baxter and- uh, and then when we rolled in, I was like, fuck, I just had enough of drinking beer. I just want to get straight into the bodies. And you're like, mate, Malibu and lemonade. I said, mate, get a couple more <laughs> straight away. Like a big Aussie bloke like you saying it. I mean, it's, it's all good. Let's yeah. recap Vegas. It was my 17th trip. I thought yeah, it was 18. Yeah. Or might, might be 18 now. That I, I was on 16 or 17 and um, I love it. I've been going at least once a year since 2006 was our fo- first footy trip. I went with the Hawks. And as soon as I set foot in the place- I just felt at home. Oh. Gambling, good weather, good food, you know, nice people, good clubs. You can do whatever you want to a degree, <laughs> yeah. right, legally, um, responsibly. Um, but I just loved it. So uh, I've, been, I've been trying to get back there as much as I can, you know, and um, and it was my first Bucks party there, though. That's, that's dangerous. Yeah, Four-day Bucks. Well, in Vegas. Yeah. Four-day Bucks leading into a wedding <laughs> with – 30 or 40 blokes, absolute <laughs> reptiles. Oh, it's, no, um, it's dangerous areas. It was. Yeah. Four, four's too much, isn't it? Nah. nah Don't I reckon? Oh, mate, I could, I could have stayed. You could do a week. I could live there. That, yeah. You love it so much. It's You know, and, and they love you. So when we rocked up, right, I thought, you know, the boys have teed up. Uh, we're at Resorts World, yeah. the brand new hotel, apparently, the best one in Vegas. We had no idea. There's a porn convention on. That's we're going right. to talk about that in a second, which was just random as fuck. And um, great experience though, wasn't it? And uh, anyway, we roll in, and as you roll into these hotels, you always get a nice little, a nice little uh, note from yeah, concierge. Yeah, welcome. Yeah, welcome Campbell, and welcome Tommy, and I, I get me, uh, I get me a little note, and there's a nice little couple of sour lollies, or, you know, a few. There's really fancy lollies, right? I'm thinking this is a nice gift. I go on social media, and you're setting you about six <laughs> bottles of vodka. Welcome back, Campbell. Yeah. It's great to see you <laughs> back here. <laughs> good, to, good to be back. I must put too much money over the tables over. There, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the AVN Awards, which is the Adult Entertainment Awards for the whole country. So we walk in to Resorts World Lobby day one, the Thursday, and I'm walking through and I'm going, "Fuck, there's a lot of familiar faces here." But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't understand why I was having all this deja vu. And I said to one of the boys, "Mate, what's going on?" I feel like I know a lot of these people. And he said, oh, man, dog, the, the porn convention's here. And I was like, oh, that's where I know I'm from. They were everywhere. Yeah, they like, were. But yeah. people don't, like, the boys don't believe me. We've got Sky Bree walking around. We've got all the, we, we know her name because she was probably the best I reckon I saw walking around the lobby. There was people, you know, there was some unique characters getting yeah. around. A lot of fans as well. Like it was a genuine convention. You've got to be so, a real sicko to go to Vegas oh, and be have, a fan just to hang out, oh, right, to hopefully meet your favourite staff. A few folks. 
photos and signatures with your star. But the only, um, um, was it the Saturday night that they had the, the, awards. The, the awards, right? Hilarious. And a couple of boys, um, they got the lanyons and they went up to the awards. And um, what struck me was picture like the, the Brownlow medals. Everyone's really dressed up and you're in your little tables, um, you know, family, co-hosts, um, partners, right? And they announce, you know, the, the, the next award goes to um, best double penetration scene <laughs> and they name the three or the four people in the mix and they announce the winner and you hear this, oh! <laughs> the parents are there just proud as punch <laughs> looking over at their daughter. She gives her husband or partner a big kiss. He's sitting there going, she walks up to receive the award and the stills come up on, on, on the bloody big screen. It's extraordinary. It's, a, it's the Brownlow medal for porn, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. it? It was. And after it, I remember I was absolutely hammered because we did the brunch, the yeah, Lavo yeah. brunch. Um, and then, and then we went to the doghouse and then we were going out to, uh, Zook that night. And just before we went to Zook, the porn awards had finished and you can imagine the sea of people walking out. And I decided, well, let's just, let's embrace all these characters walking past us. Some had trophies, some didn't, some were angry and we were pulling them up and pretending to interview them. Say, how was your night? Did you win your, and they'd, you know, the ones that lost, oh, you've been robbed. And they'd sit there and pretend they're talking to you like you're on a phone. We were getting our phones out like we were pretending to record for a radio. And it was just scenes. Oh, it's 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 hard to really and purely coincidental, I believe. Like, like well, there's one who, who <laughs> I think it was coincidental that <laughs> we lobbed at the same hotel at the same time. It date. was like two days. Oh, by the way, lads, yeah. we've we've just realised that this is on as yeah, well. The tornado. Like, the tornado. <laughs> <laughs> he organised it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He, the big tornado did. And were you up in the room on the last night when when he challenged me to a wrestle? I, you know what? I, 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 I let myself down on the last night. I, I, th- I reckon I had COVID. I was gone. Yeah. But I, I I've seen a video where the yeah. tornado. Well, he got me. He got. He nearly got me. He said specifically well, he, at the start, no pulling hair or eye gouging. And I went, yeah, mate. Of course not. He's like quite a scrawny little guy. He's very scrawny. And compared I underestimated him. Right. He's charged at me. And he's, he's actually got me. He's flipped you. And he's flipped me. To the point where he was oh, moments away from, I reckon, ha- tapping me out and all the boys are cheering. And I thought, well, I know that I said no eye gouging, but fuck this bloke. And I've reached <laughs> around, mate, and I've gone knuckle deep into his retina. And he's gone, oh, you can't do that. And by then, mate, bang, rolled him over, gone. You know, you just got to do it. You anything. can't let Hornado. you got to do anything that you, you oh. possibly can to win. I saw the footage and he had you cold and yeah. you were gone unless you did something dirty and you didn't. That's exactly That's what That's how we did. roll, mate. <laughs> Whatever it takes. That's great. Vegas, uh, the, let's take ourselves out of the voting system to keep it interesting. There's a, there's a huge, it was, as we know, it was a massive bucks, amazing wedding um, in Mexico. We'll talk about that afterwards. But who would take you three, two, one if you take? Oh. Oh, well, Snakey, Snakey Morris, yeah, he's definitely three-voter. Um, I think we mentioned the Hornado. He was terrific. Had great great ability to just to stay, you know, the whole he time. He was a stayer. And him. Quilly, mate, Quilly would have to sneak into the votes for sure. So does, so break, so so three for Snake. Yeah, probably probably two for Quilly and one for the Hornado. Quilly would be f- filthy with two. I reckon uh, that's fair, though, don't you? Yeah, I thought you know, so. Quilly's got a very... He sets a very high bar as well. You yeah, know? and you would have – I've never seen the bar. That was, as I said, first time yeah, met the great man. Yeah, first time you met him. Just in love with him. He's the, the most – is he Is he the most energetic um, bloke, fittest bloke yep. and hardest working bloke you yep. know? 
Yeah. Like, I don't know how he can just keep doing it. No, nah, he's a legend. Spoke he's, to um, him last night. There's obviously a lot of dirt coming your way from well, the great man. It will be inaccurate. Yes, yeah, and we'll cover that. No, we won't. I said, how was your day? He was up really early, did a massive session. He reckons he went to work, then he did gym at lunchtime, um, and then he went home, and then he finished his day of work. He called me at 8.30 last night to give me some dirt. Brother, I've had a big week. I'm just off to tennis now. Yeah, well, I'm going to play tennis. And I think there's more a, tennis. And I think, there's a, now, I think I now know why he's playing more tennis. <laughs> he was playing tennis to about midnight last yep, night. So he should. Because why? why? Why do you reckon he's- He has a tournament every year called Quimbledon, <clears throat> and he threw it last Saturday at his place, and um, he made it through to the final with his, his beautiful wife, the Camilla. Doubles? Yeah, mixed doubles. Mixed doubles. So um, I uh, I made it through to the, the, the final as well. You know, and look, me and Quilly are great mates, but we're very competitive, right? And um, so there could only be one winner, and uh, and and Jess and, and myself, we won. But Quilly thought that um, I took things too far because um, Camilla's eight months pregnant, and I kept drop shotting her, <laughs> and he reckons that there's. Yeah, there's the will to win, but there's that level that he reckons I crossed. He reckons. <laughs> but hey, again, I got the victory. You got the That's victory. The, so he got the two again. Got the Quimbledon medal sitting at home and made her polish it every night. Oh. <laughs> With a couple of glasses of Malibu yeah, next right. Mate, that is brilliant. He's a uh, oh, big share of the quill and he'll be featuring. And then, uh, I mean, yeah, back to Vegas. This, I mean, I put up a, prom- a thing yesterday with the Aces. We love – and big thanks to the Aces community. I always ask the best questions and we'll do the mailbag at the end. But a lot of it was about Vegas. Was they just go, just get Brownie going on Vegas. So if you've been 17, 18 times, what's your, what's your, like, what's your top three trips – uh, it'd probably be hard to split them top three. Yeah, it is. So Maybe all your got best, their- yeah, your best venues, the DJs you've seen. Just break it down. So anyone out there that hasn't been, you'd be able to tell them exactly what to do. Um, probably the most memorable moments. Uh, there's a couple of stand out. So, um, 2007, uh, we're about to fly out to uh, to Vegas. I was in the um, Corners Club with Croft, uh, Ben Dixon, Luke Hodge, David Lotes, the big ruckman. Uh, um, and myself, it might have been one other. Um, and Croft got a phone call from Danny O'Brien, you know, up and coming trainer. He goes, mate, I've got this horse in the, the Caulfield Cup. Um, I reckon I'll win, right? And you should have something on it. So we all, you know, back it on the Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. Don't think too much of it. Go over to Vegas or staying at the Bellagio. And um, gets to like Friday night, which is Saturday afternoon, our time here. And 2007, there weren't iPhones and you could yeah. listen to races on here or watch them or whatever. It was, the old, it was still old school, right? So we're at the front of the, the Bellagio about to get in a car and, and go to a nightclub and Crawford goes, Brownie, let's let's listen to the Caulfield Cup, right? And um, so I ring the old man and Mel puts it up against the, uh, TV. the TV and and Danny O'Brien's horse, it wins, right? It wins. And we got 10, 11, 12 bucks on the Tuesday. And um, a couple of horses got scratched at the barriers. Mel Devin and Eskimo Queen got scratched. Um, so they came out of the race. And uh, we've ended up winning and, mate, we're going off, right? <laughs> we're in this big huddle and, you know, we've won thousands of dollars. And <laughs> then the Bellagio water feature starts, you know, spurting off. And uh, I just remember having, like, having that moment, right? Oh, that's special. Where you, I looked around and we've just, you know, had one of the great fill-ups of all time. We get in this 
this, well, it wasn't a taxi anymore. We got like a stretch hammer and we went to this um, nightclub called Trist and just fucking blew the lot, right? <laughs> we didn't have it to start with. But, yeah. um, so that that one's a good one. That's it. DJ Generic, he always hooks us up over there with um, Calvin Harris. So there's been some great uh, Wet Republic pool parties and, um, you know, they, they play um, residency over there. So um, big shout out to Generic. Uh, Calvin Harris, he's one of the best. Generic hooked you up. The last trip, because I remember that's you were like, right. try and sneak off with me, but I lost yeah, you. And then right. you could only get one in and you're yeah. like, I'm going to do a little bit of a uh, detour in about an hour. Yeah. So stay near went, me. Little, little, uh, went left and the rest little of the Houdini, yeah, but, next minute, Calvin um, Harris. I remember flying over to Vegas uh, for the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Oh, yeah. And we flew over on the Friday and we're only there for three nights, in and out job. Um because I had to get back for the footy finals when I was commentating, I wasn't playing. Um, <laughs> and uh, again, I was travelling with Quilly, you know, my um, my resident lawyer. That, you yeah, know, so Taylor, you only travel with uh, Australia's leading media lawyer. That's you the only it. way you do it. You never know, mate. There's some countries that lock you up. <laughs> but trust me, Thailand and a few others. Um, and I'd had a big Friday night and we went to the pool on the Saturday and I thought, oh, mate, this is fine. We're only in Vegas for a couple of days. We'll roll into the Mayweather-McGregor fight. The biggest. It was the biggest fight probably in the history of boxing at that time, right? Just the names and that you couldn't get a ticket and everything. And I saw the first round and I thought, I'll just close my eyes just while they're in the corner there, just in between rounds. And I nodded off, man, missed the fight. And all my mates who I was with, instead of waking me up like good blokes and say, Brandon, you know, we paid a fortune for these tickets, they fucking took selfies and that with me sound asleep. <laughs> Have you got so, footage of this? Yeah, I got a photo of it. Yeah, I got oh, a photo. Send it so through. I was You're a bit kidding. I was a bit flat with that. That's but it was the it was the pound app I needed to to push through to um, <laughs> you know, later that night. <laughs> yeah. Was that day two or something? Yeah, day it was day two. So first yeah. night fever's got the best of you. So yeah. But mate, it's hard to have a bad time in, in, in Vegas. Oh, it is. What is your favorite um hotel that you stayed there? Cosmopolitan. Cosmo, I've stayed yeah. there. I mean, I've only been twice. Cosmo and then resort. I just world. love. Um, it's the only resort on the strip that's got a balcony, and mate, sometimes like, like the the rooms are nice, but they can be a bit constricting. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I just like the fact you can come back from the pool or whatever, pour yourself a, a Malibu pineapple, sit out on the deck <laughs> on the balcony there, and it literally overlooks the Bellagio water feature, so you can watch that, watch the, you know the strip, yeah, and have a few drinks and sit on the balcony. It's good. Yeah, I, I know exactly because we've done, we did that. When, when we first went to Vegas, we were recommended to stay there and we got the two shittest rooms and the penthouse and we just split the yeah. the lot by, uh, I think there was six of us or whatever it was. And we all just spent time in the penthouse if we, you know, when we got home or yeah. when we we're in the morning and yeah, a bit of Vegas fresh air, nothing you better than fresh air, a mate, bit of man, Vegas man. fresh air. It's My beautiful. Word, you do. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, yeah, like. You've pretty much summed up Vegas there for uh, all the punters out there that want to go. Um, best nightclub though? Excess. Uh, yeah, I'm a big Excess um, man. Marquee's good. Yep. Um, but they each sort of have their their turns. Like like Zook was great, wasn't oh, it? You Zook, know? I mean, especially- And that's when, a new one? Yeah. I knew we had Zed was playing, wasn't he? Yeah. And I didn't even know that because I was that pissed. And I realized the next day, I'm like- because his music was that good. I was yeah. having a time of my life. So were you. And then you realise why. That's a really impressive. Yeah. That's a really impressive club. I saw Avicii play live uh, over there. And I was, from me to your way, as he's playing, like, yeah. don't wake me up when it's all over. I'm thinking, how good is this? And he died, like, maybe six months later. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. That, yeah. Like, that concert was sick because he was, he was the biggest artist in the yeah. world, you know? Yeah, so, best tunes. 
I've got the uh, horse racing here as a topic. I don't normally look at my phone too much, but we've already touched on it. We're going to go back to it, though, because you're such a passionate horse racing enthusiast. I, I am. And it is a, a part of your- slow ones at the oh, moment, though, so it's testing got, my patience. How many you got in the stable? Got about seven at the moment, um, and it sort of fluctuates. That's probably the most that you know that you want. You can get a bit caught up, and before you know it, you've got you know a dozen and fifteen. But um, I only take sort of between two and a half and five percent of the horses. I just find that that's you know financially that's smart. That, you can take one percent. You can take half. It doesn't matter. The great thing about racing is whether you've got you know a hundred percent of the horse, fifty percent, or one percent, you still cheer home your horse the same, right? You yep. still have that, that same buzz and thrill when, when your horse is running and winning. So, um, yeah, got a few, few slow ones at the moment. Um, but you know, that makes the fast ones. Yeah. They're hard to get. They're really hard to you get. Had, you have had a fast one. I did. Yeah. I had one called sweet idea that won a group one and won the, um, the three-year-old Magic Millions. Uh, that was a night I spent in the uh, the, the clink. Is it, oh, that, <laughs> yeah, up on the Gold Coast. There. There's a good story behind that one. Is that worth telling, or is that? A, yeah, yeah, I could tell I that. I think we could tell that one. Um, she was a she was a freak, like a really good yeah, horse. Give people an insight if they don't know this horse because it was. As so good we bought as- we bought her at the Magic Millions sales, Schnitzel Philly. Went to the Gay Waterhouse stable, um, and we knew straight away that she was, you know, she was a good horse. But um, as she sort of went. You know, through the, the grades, just kept winning and was as tough as teak, like get to the front and have that real will to win, like all great athletes have. Um, got rolled in the two-year-old Magic Millions with 10 metres to go. I thought we were home. Oh, right? I told this beautifully. And then we, we back it up, back her up for the three-year-old the following year. And I was desperate to win that. Um, I just got the ass from the Suns. So it was literally like my last hurrah on the Gold Coast. And I had all my mates fly up for it and I got the favourite in the three-year-old Magic Millions and like, this is going to be great. And we, we backed her and um, backed her to win a stack. She jumps, kicks, fucking wins. Oh. Right, wins. I'm there. We're all there. Great night. And um, so I was feeling pretty generous, you know, so I said to a heap of the guys, a lot of the Suns boys, um, we're going to go out for dinner and I'm going to get a couple of, of um, booths at this nightclub, right? Um it was called Love. Maybe yeah. was it called East or East, Love? East, East, that's the one. East, down that little alleyway yeah, there in Broad through, Beach. Yeah. So having a great night and um, I got a text message from from someone saying, oh, mate, w- where are you? I said, I'm at East. You know, come along for a drink. we got got a couple of bottles and everything's going great. He said, no worries, I'll text you when I get out the front. So um, I walk down the stairs. The security guard sort of opens opens up and I walk out and say, g'day, you know, him and his business partner have, we turn to go back in and the security guy goes, nah, mate, you're not coming back in. I was like, I, I was just in there. That was me who you just let out like five seconds ago. He goes, nah, mate, can't help you. I said, well, that's fucking annoying because I got my credit card up behind the bar and all my mates are buying <laughs> bottles on me and everything. So if you're not going to let me back in, can you at least cancel my credit card? Because I'm not spending fucking more money in a joint that doesn't even want me there. Yeah. And with that, someone came down the stairs, plain clothes people that I, I assumed were management or something. And the guy I was with sort of put his arm around them and said, oh, you know, Brownie, got to, he just won the Magic Millions. He'd love to get back up there with his friends. And with that, the touch. We're, we're both on the deck in cuffs, right? So they're undercover coppers. And we did nothing wrong, nothing wrong, right? Yeah. They arrest us, march us through um, uh, Brody, chuck us in the Divi van, take us to the service Paris police lock up, right? Legit. And they throw me in a cell 
some big fucking bikey. He's like giving me the, all these death stares. I'm there in my suit still. Going, oh, this is this has gone from a great to shocking real quick. <laughs> You've gone from winning the Magic Millions to yeah. in the cell yeah, with yeah, the bikey. I'm in the cell, right? And no one knows where I am because I didn't say to anyone, oh, boys, I'm just going to go downstairs and get someone in. So I've just vanished. I've disappeared. Yep. And no one knows where I am. And the cops say, oh, look, um, uh, you're allowed one call if you need to make a call. Right? You're, you're entitled to it. I said, oh, I fucking want to make my call, right? <laughs> so they take me in. Everyone, everyone would call their attorney, right? Call Quilly. I called East, mate, and cancelled my credit card. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck if those boys were going to keep ordering bottles on me, mate. We, I couldn't get there. So, yeah, I had to wait like until eight in the morning, uh, the next morning before they, like, they let me out and um, at least my card was shut down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> were the boys going stupid on oh, your card? Of course they were, mate. Oh, yeah. that is, that's a cla- that is uh, that's so, an absolute stitch up, isn't it? That's a great yeah. story. No, though. It wasn't like it wasn't ideal, but it was. Um, I mean, everything ended up getting thrown out. And, yeah, so you what know, happens like, there? So they've obviously they've made a mistake there. Do you just get they just? Oh, mate, we made a mistake. See you later. Well, sort of, because the, the story the next day was how I'd got arrested for being drunk and disorderly oh, and resisting arrest and like all this sort of shit. And they were sort of half riding it up like, oh, you know, Brown gets in gets in more trouble. Mm. Right? It's just, um, but that that sort of wasn't the case. So by the time they'd thrown all the charges out and, and you know, half apologised about it, the horse had already bolted, you know what yeah. I mean? The front page of the Herald Sun. Oh, so, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh you're yeah. kidding. Yeah, so it was look, it wasn't ideal, but now, like looking back, it's quite funny. It's very funny. And now when I go to the Gold Coast and everything, um, a lot of lot of people sort of brownie young, don't get locked up tonight and all this. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's become a bit of a fucking punchline. Is- well, it's pretty funny because we were in we were, when we were in uh, Mexico together, I said, mate, do you reckon you can hang on for the Friends Moon and we'll watch the um the playoffs? Um, the wildcard weekend, you go, mate, I'd love to, but I've got to get home. And, mate, I was even considering flying straight direct to uh, Gold Coast to watch the Magic Millions. I would have arrived at 10 a.m. if my flight's on time. In the end, you would have been – it would have got cancelled. You would have copped a lot from the misses. So it was a great great result going home. No, it was. The Magic Millions got washed out um, due to the poor state of the track. So – um, yeah, it was a good one to, it was a good one to miss. And what do you, I think you put a no brown dog, no millions. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Everyone was headless because they, they were all there, you know, wanting a great day of racing and after two races done it's, and dusted. It's normally not wet, is it? That time of year? Not really, but Gold Coast, you know, like all of Queensland, it's pretty tropical and, um, and this rain apparently came when it was quite unexpected. So they'd watered the track yeah. because they didn't want it to be too hard. And then when the rain came, there's no, um, there's no, like down here at Flemington stuff. There's really good drainage. Yeah, up there, there's not good drainage, so it's pretty unsafe for for the horses and the jockeys. Because oh, I like horse racing, I'm probably not as passionate as you, but I love it. And um, I can see my family, my uncles loved it, and and uh, you know, me pop used to train the, the harness, but like more thoroughbred of a fan now. Um, I love Flemington. I love Flemington. I think I can back way more winners at Flemington. I don't know what it is, but. What are your favourite tracks in Australia and, and what do you love about each one? Because they're all so different and there's different trainers and jockeys and you've obviously got a relationships with a lot of people in the industry. What is it about um, yeah, certain I, spots? Um, I, I love Randwick. I think Royal Randwick is absolutely world-class with um, just it's set up and, and the, the new mounting yard where you can stand there and overlook down onto the, the horses and trainers. Oh, I think it's one of the best facilities in the world. So I love getting up to Sydney on a weekend away and going to Randwick. Flemington's obviously great. Um, I love getting out to some of the country race tracks as well. You know, I went to the Alice Springs Cup um, during the year, and the 
you know, dirt track and it's a kickback and, you know, um, I've been up to Darwin, um, Coolin, which is like this little country town three hours out of Perth. Yeah, we that's we a went WA, there. Yeah. And um, that's one of the best race days I have ever. Really? Yeah, it was brilliant. They were um, they were racing um, Clydesdales and like it's not it's not your traditional races. Yeah. But they were having like like four hundred meter Clydesdale races and just random shit. Like, you could still pun on them, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was great. So I don't know. The, the thing with racing for me is like it's – I love the, the horses, the animals. I love the punting side of it and I love the social side of it yeah. where you can go have a few beers and whatever. But it's got a bit of everything. Like if you're if you're into your fashion, right, you know, you can you can get dressed up and go. Um, the, the, the women don't need to love the races or know the horses to still go and have a good day time, out, right? Yeah. And I think it just – it caters for – for a good day out for everyone. And mm. I think that's one of the, the reasons that I just enjoy. You yeah. go there, you have a few beers, you well meet said. people that are Mate, all like-minded. When you have know? you not had a good time at the track? <laughs> that's exactly. Great, I don't Unless know, you've man. done your absolute ass. Yeah, you know? we've had a, <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> we've of always had like them, Yeah, we've yeah. had a couple of them. You bounce back. <laughs> They're on tomorrow morning at 10. <laughs> but yeah, so nervous. I mean, I, I'll, I'll touch on this because it's pretty significant. Sweet idea, which is my good my one good horse, um, she bowed a tendon, which is – like doing your Achilles oh, as a right. four-year-old. Um, so we win the group one galaxy and then she never races again. And we put her through the Magic Moon broodmare sale. Um, and uh, Nick Vass bought her um, and gets a call from um, John Warren, her, her um, majesty's bloodstock agent, and said, mate, we'd like to buy the horse. I go, sweet idea. Yeah. And um, she made an offer, which was quite low ball, you know, very frugal was, uh, frugal, her, her majesty, <laughs> uh, Queen Elizabeth, rest her soul. Um, so that got knocked back and then there was like a second offer, um, and even, um, fly over and meet her majesty sort of as the carrot that they dangled and knocked back. And then third and final offer, um, was outright, you know, about market value, what, whatever unbelieved was the, the right price and, um, sold sweet idea to the Queen of England. There you go. Yeah. So Got served by the champion stallion over there, Galileo, and they've uh, well, she's thrown a couple of of um, fillies, and the queen the queen's raced them. So that is, yeah, mate. It's not often I, you bloody sell a sell a horse to the queen. Well, we'll never be able yeah. to do that again now. But, yeah, um, really cool. Yeah, that is epic, and and it was a, oh, it was a, great, it was a sweet horse. The brown, as the brown and brown the white. Colors, I remember because yeah, yeah. Brandon Matera and the boys had always, I think Dion Press, they'd always tipped it. I think the boys, you would have, I think, did you give them, was it you that gave them, I think the one that comes second, it was paying like 40s, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. So, yeah, so everyone that, was, I think it was like 10 or $11 the place. So even though she got rolled yeah. in, that, in that two year old, everyone still, everyone you know, cleaned nice up. Collect, and it yeah. only just lost, didn't it? Yeah. Yep. Jeez, that would have been a big fill up. Good times. What is the? Uh, I love asking this one because I've still got my favourite moment. What's your? What's been your biggest fill up or your best moment um, at the track? So not at home, at the actual track. Uh, was it quaddy? Was it individual win? Was it a? What, what was it? Yeah, I, I remember we went up to Randwick for Ben Dixon's Bucks party. Yeah, um, and there was a big group of us, and we all pulled you know some money together for a quaddy and a few bets and everything, and um, had had a huge day. Um, I think like the first bet we put on was a horse called like Kwasi Kwasi that lobbed at 20s. Wow. Right, so that's the first bet that goes on, right? And then we got the quaddy and Dipper, Dipper was um, 
sort of organising the quaddy and everything. Oh, I yeah. just remember he got, he got us all around in a circle <laughs> at the end of the day, right? There was about 15 of us or whatever, and we're, we're like this. And he'd gone up to the tab to to get the, the winnings, and he's just walked back into the middle and fucking went bang, right? And, mate, <laughs> I don't know how much was there, but there's 15 of them. There would have been, I don't know, 40 or 50 grand, you know? Wow. So everyone yeah, everyone won a, won a couple of thousand or whatever oh, it was. Special. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, but I've never had – Huge fill up where you've got the big six or a quaddy that's paid a fortune or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah the, the, the dream's still alive. It's like it's like Melbourne Cup. Every year I, I've, I've emptied out the last three years. I've gone every formula. I've called all my family. I said pick a number. I've done out of the hat. I've tried my own trifectas, my own quinna. Never get anywhere near it on Cup Day. Have you had any? Cup Day shocking. It's no, a sh- it's a shocker. Every year I say to myself, because I punt most days, SEN track and, yep. you know, dabble and, and the crew. Um, and every year I go, it's the toughest four days of racing. Like I think Caulfield Guineas and around it you can find some winners. But the four-day Flemington Carnival, mate, is so hard. And I say I'm not going to have a bet, you know, because it's just no point. You lose every year. And then, of course, you, you, you do, right? You, you do, you do your money and you go, of course I was going to. It's, <laughs> it's impossible. It's impossible to. It generally is. You're better yeah. off getting, um, getting or, like, like, you know, even I've been to the race with my mum once. I said, which one do you want? She just, oh, I like the colour of that one. And, yeah. And it gets well, up. You've got mate, yeah. just as much chance of bloody having a winner doing that than yeah. an hour of form. I, I kind of think, I mean, not studying it every day like you because you're, you're working at SEN track and this your field, but. Mate, you're better off just backing in the jockeys and trainers. Like if you see J-Mac on something in Melbourne, it's just like yeah. you just back him every race, he'll win three. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's got their little theories, don't they? And um, and you're right, you know, favourite jockeys, favourite barrier numbers, favorite whatever it is. But yeah. um, I like to do a bit of form. It gives you – it's it's my competitiveness now because I don't do too much sport, like beating the bookie every day. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like my thing. I you feel like a legend if you come out on top and, yeah. you know – you lose, you lose some days, and you're trying to fight back. And yeah, you know. <laughs> SEN track the the concept there. It's a, it's elite. I just saw a, uh, I got a question um, last night. I might as well just bring it up now. Um, it's a more a and the okay, mate, oh, give, yeah. okay, give us some context to that. And he, and he sent me the video of you backing a winner, and they're playing it's a more <laughs> and you're singing there. Keep it going, and yeah, you've obviously no, it's back. a good, it's a good concept. Like Hutchie, Hutchie, um, Craig Hutchison, sort of. He's a genius, and during COVID, uh, all sport stopped, right? And the only thing that kept going was was racing. And um, so he quickly pivoted and sort of went, you know, I've been thinking about this idea of uh, a racing station that, like you and I are sitting there watching the races or you're at the pub with your mates and you're cheering your horse and I'm potting, you know, one here. And I'm saying, oh, what a shocking ride, whatever it may be, Right. And just recording it and filming it and, and it's streaming it, yeah. It's a niche thing. Like I, I know that it's not for everyone. You know, a lot of people can't stand it, right? Because you, you're sometimes not sure which horse is going on we're yelling and screaming. But a lot a lot of people um really enjoy it. And racing needs fun. You know, like I think that there's the the, the old school traditionalist diehards that they don't want to change anything and um they don't want to move with the times. And racing will get left behind unless you're bringing new people through the door, young kids and new people to the sport, you know, that um, 
not necessarily want to gamble, but just are, are interested in yeah. racing and might want to take their kids there for a day out or whatever it might be. It's like golf. You're it's really important. Live and all these other. They're just making it more fun. The younger generation are coming. Yeah. To and, and so if we can, if we can make a bit of fun, a bit of like the twelfth man, Billy Birmingham, right? You yeah. know, like just take the piss, give horses nicknames, give jockeys funny nicknames, play some music. You know, for horse calls called. She's Amore wins and we put on It's Amore and someone can get a laugh out of that and a bit of fun. Yeah. But it's 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 what we it's what we should be doing. It looks like fun. Like yeah. when you're there, you wouldn't it wouldn't feel like work, would it? Nah, it doesn't. Nah. Like it's like sitting here for four hours with Sky on, just watching the races, just talking absolute shit. Yeah. But having Great fun and and there'd be nothing better than filling up while you're yeah on the oh air. that's the best too yeah there's been a, plenty of times I've driven home though I've done my payback for the day so <laughs> might as well have not gone into work but <laughs> as I said uh, there's another day <laughs> <laughs> oh mate the positive energy that's why that's why I fucking love you and that's why we had a great time we should touch on Mexico um yeah the great J K yeah big shout out to J K and Kenzie what, what a, a wedding. wedding um best ever. Yeah, I was saying I'd, I'm, uh, I'd be, you'd be stiff if you're going next and you're in that crew because you just can't compete with that wedding. Nah, nah it was something else. Um, can you, can you? I can't pronounce where we were in Mexico. Can you have a go at it? It was deep in El Chapo territory, wasn't it? Oh, you know, Guadalajara sort of areas. We're getting was text it, messages from the government to get out. Zixipin? Oh, is, is that it? Starts with an X. Yeah. Say it again. Zixipin. <laughs> I think that might be right. I have no idea Quanta where Marca I was. That was like yeah, just Quanta underneath. Marca. That was, was something nice. I could spit out. Um, Two hours inland from Mexico City yep. is the yep. best way to put it. Yeah. Um, what was the hotel and the wedding uh, oh, location called? Big, just a big Colombian estate. Wasn't it? Wasn't with no Mexican, I should say. <laughs> fucking in Mexico. Why would it be Colombian? <laughs> big I, Mexican estate. Yeah. No, nah, but it was- Spanish? Yeah, there, like, there was something. There was it was an experience going through the cornfields, thinking, "Where the fuck are we?" Yeah, and then bang, a huge yeah. mansion. And I'd never been to a wedding before. That there was a tattoo artist there just to give tats to the guests. That was great. Mate, that, fireworks were outstanding. Fireworks. Were there. What about the electrocution machine? Yeah, that was fun. That was good. That was. I remember one man, Snakey. Uh, we had had the. I, I think I filmed it. Yeah, you filmed us and we filmed you, but I, I'm like, man, I'm not letting go. Competitive juices. I'm going to let, I'm not letting go till you let go. Everyone's here. And mate, I, like, when I held on to it and he turned the high voltage up, yeah. once he got to it a point, locks, I couldn't, it? yeah, locked my hand. I couldn't let go. And he's thinking, he's thinking, no, these boys aren't tapping out. I'm like, mate, I can't let go can't. of this thing. Mate, I end up on the ground like this, right? And I, I've, I thought, fuck, I, that's how Brad Sewell was after Matty Lloyd knocked him out. He had the, <laughs> the claw came out and he was like, that was like me on the dance floor there with the, with the it wouldn't be a good way to go if I can get electrocuted. Nah, fuck that. and that was probably only a little bit compared yeah. to the sparkies that blow a gasket. Yeah. So no, great wedding, good, great fun. Good to get away at the start of the year and, and do that. And um, yeah, mate, just a great, great bunch of people. Wasn't great it? trip. I was saying, if you go to Mexico, maybe just know a little bit of Spanish. I, I have no Spanish at all and uh, really struggled. Did ya? Yeah. When you all left, we, we stayed on for the friend's moon and yeah. um, ordering, I went to the local shops and tried to order a coffee and I, like they don't, I couldn't even ask for full cream milk. Mate, the only Spanish I know is from all the Pitbull songs. Dale, yeah. Mr. Well, well, you know, that, he yells out Dale a lot. I think that's Spanish. <laughs> 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 nah, it was a great wedding and shout out to JK and Kenzie because uh, yeah. 
Uh, it, was a, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Now, I want to keep talking footy trips. This is how I'm going to flow. We're going to go um, to give you an insight because you've got stories for days. We could sit here for fucking hours. Um, footy trips, and then we'll go into all the experiences that you've done. People wouldn't know about it. They might, but you've done some incredible challenges uh, in your time and some that people, you know, I don't even think people would, you know, attempt. So I'm really keen to get into them. But the Thailand one's the one that I'm really keen to tap into because of the the events that transpire afterwards with your old man and becomes the most famous clip on social media, really. Talk us to about a few footy trips, but Thailand uh, in particular. Uh, yeah, so I, lo- I love footy trips. Like, you know, you, you play for, for finals and footy trips, you know, and, and getting away with the lads after – a big year, I think, is important. Like, I understand why now modern society and, you know, we're becoming that bloody politically correct that they don't like players and clubs going away and doing it um, because you know, there's the element that things might potentially go wrong, as it did in Thailand that night, and we end up, uh, a few of us end up in, in the clink in Thailand. But um, I will say that um, I always felt, <clears throat> always felt when I was in Thailand prison pretty comfortable because all, all I – knew was that I just needed to offer him some money and then I'll fucking get out, right? <laughs> so when we called the captain down of the, the station, um, he got out of bed at like six in the morning to come down. We negotiated this fee to to be released. It was like 15,000 rupee or whatever it is. It was, it was a fair bit of money for, for them and um, and we shook hands and he, you know, he uncuffed us and let us go. I said to him, mate, I would have gone to 40,000 rupee. <laughs> And he was fucking filthy. He was filthy because he realised that he'd cut himself half half short. But um, yeah, that's well, that's the one. But that wasn't ideal. Obviously, you no, know, it was my first year at the Gold Coast Suns, and um, they'd probably only had quite positive publicity, you know, leading leading up to that was the first sort of real big incident. And um, I got stripped of of the vice captaincy. Oh, they pulled the captaincy of the yeah, vice captaincy yeah, from that. Yeah, um, it was just unfortunate, mate. Like it was avoidable. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, I was stepping in to try and help a couple of the young guys and um, things escalated and there was a bit of a blue and um, I ended up finishing, you know, finishing the blue. <laughs> it was all over. <laughs> don't start them, just finish them. That's, <laughs> the, uh, that's, the, that's the old say, don't yeah, you? Yeah, but um, anyway, we ended up, we ended up getting arrested. So <laughs> it wasn't great. But, um, yeah, that, that was one. And then obviously, you know, over in LA with you know, the, the Maisie stuff that ended my career ultimately, um, was was not ideal, um, but uh, that led to to Mel's Mel's um, yes, yeah, so outburst uh, in the garage there, which has become quite an, an iconic clip. That is that is an iconic clip. Back to the first Mexico, uh, the first story though. There's there's a clip of you. Um, is it is it is that was it in LA or is it in Mexico? No, when, no, that's in in Thailand. Thailand, sorry, yep. I kept Mexico. I kept saying Mexico. Thailand. Did, who took that? Like, how did they get footage of you back then? Yeah, so one of the guys that was sort of involved in the incident, he was a guy from Perth, um, and he came into the, the station and took a, a sneaky little oh, little photo you... without anyone knowing. Um, Do you think if he doesn't take that photo, it's not a big deal? Uh, well, if he didn't, it was, it was still going to be newsworthy, but everything it looks way worse if you have video or a photo, right? Yeah. Because it just, it, it just amplifies the, the, the paper space, you know? Yeah. That gave... 
the Herald Sun and, and our mate Justin Quill. Oh, this is an, anyway. The, <laughs> the ammo to go bang, front page, bang. That, and the photo's horrendous, right? Like, yeah, I saw it because I didn't realise. I Googled it and said, oh, yeah, with a big shiner on the left cheek and you yeah, bend yeah, over a tail. Yeah. It looks way worse than oh, probably mate, what it it's was. It's shocking. Um, but, uh, yeah, Quilly, Quilly Lee good that and gave it the green light. So that was before I met him. So people don't, yeah, to so touch on this because this is hilarious. So he's pretty much cost you your career, now your best mate. <laughs> <laughs> he's the head, he's head media lawyer for um, not just the Herald Sun, but I think. Um, he's I, the best in Australia, as he News would say. Corp, yeah. yeah. Um, number one media lawyer in the country. And um, so that would have been 2011. Now I hadn't met Quilly yet. Right. I met him about four years later. And, and, and there's a direct correlation between me meeting Quilly. And then never being another bad story about me ever, <laughs> ever printed again. <laughs> That's because he goes everywhere with you. Yeah, but I'll say, and he's a great guy. One of the funniest fucking things of all time happened last year at the Super Bowl because um, we went over there to LA for that Super Bowl last January, yeah, last February. And um, and JK, uh, who we just talked about about the wedding, he had three Super Bowl tickets, right? Um. And there was him and Kenzie going, him and his fiancée, now wife, and there was one spare for Quilly or I, right? And I was pretty blasé. I said, oh, look, mate, you know what? Like, I'll come over and go to the parties and have a good time. I'm not overly fussed about going to the Super Bowl. Um, I'd love to, obviously, if a ticket arised. And, um, and he goes, oh, we'll work it out, work it out. So on the Wednesday night, we get blind and we come back to um, JK's place in Venice Beach and Quilly goes, mate, that ticket for the Super Bowl, let's play paper, scissors, rock. Right? So, great. This, the ticket was like worth seven and a half yeah. US. So it's, so we're playing this game, 3 a.m. in the morning, paper, scissors, rock for this Super Bowl ticket. And it gets it to all. And um, I'm just about to, to do it. And Quilly goes, what are you going to go? Right? I said, I'm going to go scissors. Right? And he sort of takes it in, walks off. And <laughs> I, I can visualise this. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, so – I've told him I'm going scissors, so he'll 100% think that there's no way Brandy will go scissors because uh, I'm going to double bluff him here. So paper, scissors, rock, right? <laughs> and I go scissors because I'm a man of integrity in my word. And he's going, mate, he did rock, bang, got me. Got ya. Won the ticket to the Super Bowl. He's celebrating. I was fucking ropeable, right? I go to sleep. He was covering a big case back here in Australia on the, the Thursday and the Friday. So the next day... Um, he was working downstairs on a laptop, working, doing this thing. Um, Thursday night, everything was going great. They were going to get the, the hearing would end and he'd get the result on the Friday. Right? And um, Friday night, he sort of, he, I'm out having lunch and a few drinks. He, he rings me and goes, mate, um, things haven't gone the way that we would have liked with this hearing. Um, I've lost and I'm going to have to fucking fly home tonight, right? And I go, oh, mate. I'm devastated for you. You want me to drive you to the airport? Because <laughs> guess, guess who got his fucking Super Bowl <laughs> yeah. ticket? And it was a great game. So he was flying over SoFi Stadium, right? <laughs> See you later, mate. The, the 12 hours before the Super Bowl, where he had a ticket oh. and, and the little brown dog just sneaks in, mate, <laughs> slithers. So and that, that, that right there is proof that fucking good things can happen to bad people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fucking cracker. Oh, mate, that is a cracker. I could imagine how devastating yeah, how he would have been. He was. Oh, I he mean, would have been so flat. What were you going to do if you weren't going? Just I was just going to go to the bar and watch after. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, so, what a game it was. Great game. And they reckon it's the best stadium. I haven't been there live, but watched it. Yeah, I made sure that I. 
I sent Willie heaps of you know <laughs> photos and videos of the halftime show, and uh, he got a full rundown. <laughs> like that is brilliant. Um, so yeah, back to the Mal story. So you did con. So when when this when this big block when this blew up with the the old man, the, um, what a character he is, by the way. I look forward to meeting him down the big track. Mal. Um, but. There's a little bit of leading, isn't there? Like you had a chat to him before you flew and you couldn't contact each other on the flight. So you said a few yeah, things Yeah, so obviously I, I, I got into that dust up with Maisie um, and me and him f- flew back, you know, the next day on the plane. I sort of apologised to him and he'd apologised to me because it wasn't, it wasn't my intent wasn't to hurt him, you know what I mean? It's like if you have a fight with your brother or something. You, Just two you, big, powerful yeah, yeah, well, Jeez, there's a lot of, a lot of power but, there. But- to my knowledge, like me and Maisie are fine. You know, we don't speak to each other often, but we've seen each other around around the traps. And mate, he's gone on to be an absolute superstar of a player, like all Australian premiership star. Um, and so the lead into that was I rang my old man. Right, I was like, look, this is what's happened. You know, um, we're in LA. Told him the story. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Right, in terms of punishment or discipline or my career or whatever. But if you can just say no comment and just keep your mouth shut, um, that'd be great, you know, because I knew that um, they'd love to get a grab from Mel. That's what I was thinking, right? And um, so three or four days sort of, he, he said, son, you have my word. I won't make a comment, right? And three or four days went by and and what was the press were reporting about the incident was just so far off the mark, you know, they the, saying all sorts of shit um, that just wasn't accurate. And the old man was just on the slow burn a little bit, right? He's just getting, I could just notice he's just getting a bit angry and a bit angry each day. Um, and the sons had never come out and, you know, clarified some of the misinformation, which, you know, might have potentially helped. And um, and it got to like, I reckon the story broke on the Thursday. So it gets to like the Monday. So four days has gone past and Mel's on the fucking slow burn and he hasn't said a word. And I'm up on the Gold Coast. I'm, I'm sort of ha- like waiting for what's going to happen. Verdict. You know, am I going to get am I going to get suspended from the club? Am I going to get the sack? Am I going to get nothing? Uh, right? I, I don't know. Um, and uh, he'd gone out, out down the street for a bit and he'd come back home. He usually parks on the street. He had a house in Hawthorne. And there were two vans out the front, a Channel 10 van and a Channel 9 van. And they'd been waiting there for a couple of days to try and get Mel and doorstop him, right? And he's like, no, too smart here. He goes, I'm going to go up around the block. Um, And my mother uh, wasn't there at the time, so he knew that the the car park in the back garage was free. So he's up the alleyway, opens the roller door, drives in. To Mel's knowledge, he's he's got in, you know? Genius. And- um, eagle-eyed, uh, very young cadet, first week of of her job at Channel Ten, was a young Chanel Vella, who's now the Channel Seven court reporter and does a great job. She's seen Mal go up the alleyway, right? And she said to the cameraman, oh, "Come with me." So they've sort of snuck up the alley, and and as Mal's trying to put the roller door down, she comes in, cameras rolling, right, <laughs> microphone, and Mal gets out of the car and he's. Bang, there she is. There's the camera. He's been caught. He's been doorstopped. <laughs> and she says, have you spoken to your son at all, right? And Mal, <laughs> just off the top of his head, without breaking stride, delivers down the barrel, no, I haven't. 
And can you go and get fucked and get out of my life and out of my property and ring up and make a time like every other cunt does that's got any manners? <laughs> and she goes, thank you, right? I don't even know how you get the word cunt and manners in the same sentence so eloquently, but he did it. And I'm on the Gold Coast. It's like four in the afternoon on Monday, right? Oh, the old man's ringing. Hello? Yo, son, I've made a comment. <laughs> and, mate, that was it. That was it. <laughs> And so that ran, mate, and then, and then everyone said, that's the greatest fucking response I've ever heard. And now it's become like, like what do you call them, a meme or, a, you know, like people oh, reenact just, them. And It's viral, mate. It's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the best Yeah, it's gone video. viral, right? Yeah. So he can't believe it. He's got like a million hits on YouTube or whatever. And Big Mal doesn't even know what YouTube is, right? And, um, yeah, and people use it. You know, like um, someone said the other day, oh, when, um, when you when your missus asks you how you went on the punt, right? And then you play that. <laughs> yeah. Not did you win on the punt? No, I haven't. And can you go and get fucked up? And um, yeah, so no, nah, that always uh, that always gets a, a laugh. It was, it's just the most remarkable statement. It's um, and oh, we'll play it at his funeral, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll we'll play this over the clip now. Um, we'll get these clipped up. That is, and you told that story uh, as good as it gets. Uh, <laughs> obviously, like, wasn't that funny at the time? You look back, there's some of that. I laugh. I must admit that because it had been a shit week for me, right? Especially yeah. reading all this stuff and your, your career ending, you know, on a pretty sour note. And mm. um, I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd given the Gold Coast Suns a lot, you know, going out there for three years. And I, I really gave them. All of me in yeah. terms of my training, my work ethic. I know I got suspended a few times. I was probably just getting a bit old and and um, uh, grumpy, probably. Yeah. But but my footy up there was pretty good, and and um, and you know trying to be a solid enough leader on the field, and you know driving standards and that. So um, to get the ass and then watch the sun sort of dip, you know, and, and not as successful as we would have liked and, and automatically people look back and they go, oh, fucking, you know, yeah. it's probably because of guys like Brown, um, which is you know, a bit frustrating. So I've, I've followed not just the clubs, but Tom, I'm wrapped to see Tommy Lynch and Dion Prest here and Josh Caddy and all those guys, they, they left, they went away and they've, they've played their best footy, which might not have been possible at the Suns and have got, you know, premierships and, and done really, really well. And the new crop of Suns, Led by Took Miller and, and Stewie Jews, a premiership teammate of mine, Mark Evans as as a CEO. I reckon the club is as stable yeah, and as good. in as good a position as it's been for probably since going back to like two thousand and fourteen, maybe, you know? Like yeah. um so it's good. I hope they I hope they, you know, win some games, play finals and get back on track. Did you think like when you when your career finished, was were you were you just off the Suns? Like was it hard yeah, to Yeah, well I was, yeah. I I felt like I, you know, I felt like they could have still moved me on, sacked me, but done it a little bit better. I felt like I got hung out to dry a yeah. little bit, just the way it, it unfolded and it went down. Yeah. Um, and it was very much like come in, uh, do the press conference and mate, never set foot there ever again. Mm. Like they cleaned my locker out before I, they weren't even going to let me address the, like the playing group. Or, yeah, you just know, like, brutal. It was just, it was, it was you know, you've completely fucked it now, get out. Mm, yeah. <laughs> but that wasn't the case. You know, all the hard efforts, like you said, driving stands for three years to not even be able to face your teammates and all that stuff, it hurts. Thanks for listening to another episode of Tommy Talks, where you literally can't thank you enough for all your support. Speaking of support, our great mates, Milwaukee Tools. Without yours, we wouldn't be here. Milwaukee Outdoor Power Equipment gives you the power to clear, cut, and maintain the outdoors without the petrol headaches. 
No pull starts, no engine maintenance, no mixing petrol and oil. Book a test drive now at milwaukeetools.com.au. Milwaukee, nothing but heavy duty. All right, catch you on the next one.